This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, white supremacist domestic terrorism is showing its whole entire ass. We revisit Dennis Rodman's wedding dress and are celebrities social distancing like at all? Are they are they doing it? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Hey, yo! Hey, hey, her. Oh, that was a just hearty. felt like that. That was a hearty hey. I felt like sounding like a morning show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the fuck? It's five in the morning. Why they sound like that? I, I think that's the point. I don't know. I know, but yeah. like, calm down. Maybe sounding mad spry. <laughs> right. I always wondered how they did that. Like, how do you manage your day when you have to be? Wait a second. Ooh, what am I talking about? I be up all night. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are two women's race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Ow. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? I'm trying to mourn Oh I just had to do that. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I, I, we had a Zoom call for Mother's Day, and so I got to talk to all my siblings. We were all on there together, loving each other and mm-hmm. arguing like we do in real life. So it was good, but so happy not... I did mine separate. <laughs> <laughs> did mine separate. Different face times. That's cool. That's cool. But um, yeah, some of my family is not social distancing how I know what social distancing is, and it's, mm. it's just heartening and disappointing so that kind of put me in a mood but hopefully i mean we talked about it again hopefully we're all on the same page now or closer to the same page but that shit is a bummer yo yeah i don't know my family has been pretty good with it my brother did take his children out to the park like a grassy park it was empty Mm -hmm. and he sent us a picture in a group chat Mm -hmm. two of the kids had no masks and we were all like cute where's masks right it's like with no one else in the park blah, blah, blah. but that was like our only instance of like what the fuck but yeah. I think it's cause my sister is like a nurse in New York City and she's like hitting us up every week with some shit mm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're like mm. yeah. social distancing we got it we yeah. get it yeah no, I think that's the only reason everybody doesn't doesn't get it like staying at your house and then only going to each other's house that's not social distancing <laughs> black people think social distancing is like don't talk to strangers no new people <laughs> no new friends social distancing is no new friends that is not what that is yo that's not what that is so yeah so that was like uh downer yeah. like I'm what are we judge. doing I'm not going to judge only because I snuck out that time to to meet that guy that day. Yes. Yes. Don't judge. Yes. Yes, You are not in a position to judge. But me and Henny, me and Mons, (laughs) we are judging you, okay? Because I am isolating. So I went to my grandmother's house and she came to the door. I was like, no, don't get up. Don't come over here. And, you know, she has dementia. So I have to I have to talk about it like it's not COVID because she doesn't know what what the heck. Yeah, I'm talking exactly. about so I'm just mm-hmm. like oh all my clothes are dirty it's really dirty outside so don't usually back in the day when I would come over because she has dementia her communication is limited now but she still communicates the same feelings of my grandma yeah. now before it was like always something complimentary now whenever I come in it's like 
Oh, your shoes are so nice. You have such tiny feet. I wear a size 11. You have such <laughs> tiny feet. And so she'll always come and touch my shoes. And usually it's a pair of Tim's or a pair of Vans. <laughs> That's why it's funny because her compliment is like she just knows that she's going to compliment me because she loves me because I'm a grandkid. Yeah, but that's, that's how... this is in her dementia. This is what she's chosen. Um, oh, that's cute. She's a she's a words of affirmation love. She person. is. Yeah, she is. Okay. She's always been like that. So. Uh, yeah, so now during COVID, I you sometimes I'll come in and she'll just be because I have the key now, so she'll just be sitting in her chair watching TV, mm-hmm. which is good. But she was feeling extra like just bubbly that day yeah. and like got up and wanted to greet me and stuff. And I'm there in my gloves and my mask, and I'm like, no, everything is dirty, everything is dirty. <laughs> oh, she definitely rolled her eyes at me but um uh, yeah i would have too like the hell that's exactly wow. what she did like it was I don't the even same like people in my house that she's here acting like that that <laughs> all of that shit all of that so yeah so that's that's been interesting but i'm okay but it's it's really disheartening when it feels like different people have different understandings of what safety is because when i was challenging yeah. my family they were like but we're wearing masks but we're six feet apart i'm like your your kitchen table is not six feet <laughs> It's not. I've been, I've sat there. It's two to three feet. What are you talking about? Oh my gosh. So, yeah, but we'll get there hopefully before anybody gets sick. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast. you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We love when you use it on all the social meets. Um, we retweet that shit. We like it. And then you can find other listeners that listen to T with Queen and J on there as well. We also like if you use the hashtag pod in. That is a now listening hashtag that allows other folks to see that you are listening to T with Queen and J. That's right. You can send us T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. You can send us questions, comments. Well, Jay likes the ridiculousness. <laughs> I like the silliness. <laughs> and to serious, you know, stuff. So send us T mail. We would love to receive that as well. That's right. Our social meets, I mentioned it before. Our social meets is Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. And we are also on Facebook and Tumblr. Just search for T with Queen and J there. That's right. Every week at the start of the show, we like to pour libations for things that are giving us black ass black joy. We pour some out for the ancestors, pour one out for the homies and anything that is lifting our spirits. Queen, what are your libations this week? My libations for this week are for Rob, Rob the botanist. Also, one fourth of the podcast and a whole uprising. I ordered some plants that the U that the um I always mix up UPS and the United States Postal Service that the United States Postal Service lost for about two weeks mm. and then finally found and sent to me. So when I got the plants, they were in bad shape. So I hit up Rob the botanist. Like, what do I do? I actually sent the video. Like, look at this. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> the fuck and it was like oh you know take the the yellow one off this is not soak them because they've been dry you know like all of this Mm. stuff and then like jay you saw them since Mm -hmm. they look like a little more like yeah they didn't look bad for being like in bondage for two weeks in purgatory (laughs) all these traumatized plants how Mm -hmm. i get how i get traumatized plants (laughs) i got plants so i could like do something that makes me not think about Mm -hmm. this thing that i'm going through Mm -hmm. that is a pandemic and now I have to nurse back traumatized plants. The, the fuck? Well, anyway, thank you, Rob, so much. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so that is the plant whisperer. 
And libations to you. Libations, right? <laughs> libations. What are your libations, Jay? I want to pour libations this week for everyone who joined us on Instagram Live. We did an Instagram Live this past week on tips for men against sexual assault. So if you listen to our last episode, episode 250, during the second half, we had a conversation about sexual assault. And we talked about all the shit that men do to aid in sexual assault, whether they're actually yes. performing the sexual assault or not. Like, just shit mm-hmm. that, like your friends do and like what they can do to help what friends of men who are likely to commit sexual assault can do to help prevent that shit or to hold their friends Mm -hmm. accountable so we did an ig live with a bunch of tips it was a great conversation that you and i had Uh, we got great Mm -hmm. comments and great feedback from everybody who was on the live we read comments we answered questions we asked questions we explored shit it was dope yeah, I felt really, really good about it. And it was nice to kind of get that back and forth in communication. I felt like I was outside. I was like, oh, that's nice. Okay. <laughs> We're playing. We're playing together. So I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So hopefully you were able to catch it on our Instagram. If not, I think we are trying to capture that video. And we'll hopefully mm-hmm. be able to put that somewhere else for you to view yep. it if you missed it. We will yeah. be doing more lives in the future because... Because we feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I That's was going to say. Because we feel like it. I, yeah, because it, we feel like it. But I was going to say, like, because that one we didn't give much notice. But just just be on our social. If you be on our social, we'll say when we're going to do it on our social. Turn your notifications yeah. on for us. Because, yes. yeah, it's not something that we schedule per se. Yeah, exactly. we be busy. we be, you know, living our life like it's golden. Yeah. Yeah, but that was dope. So again, thanks to everybody mm-hmm. who joined us on that and everybody who shared it and shit like that. We definitely appreciate you. So as always, every week we talk about how and why you can donate and support Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. We know that these are tough times. Some of us are just now coming across tough times. Some of us been in tough times. So please know that we always understand if you cannot financially support Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. If you can, Queen is going to tell us how and why you can do that shit. Yes. So donate to T with Queen and Jay to help sustain this podcast, progress this podcast and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast. You can donate by going to our website, tvqueenandj.com. Slide down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and you can put however much you want in a pot, however many times you want in that pot. There is no commitment there. And our second option is our Patreon option, and that is where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. We are asking for $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less. That is up to you. We are some option-giving bitches, but $2 is what we ask. You know, do what you can, but $2 is what we ask for. And we also have quick links to those options in our show notes, okay? There are also non-monetary ways that you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. Might cost you a little time, but it won't cost you a motherfucking dime. So, subscribe to this podcast. Whatever app that you use to listen to podcasts, be it Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, hit that little button, toggle, whatever, that makes it so we pop up in your feed every week. That is a great way to non-monetarily donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. Rate and review this podcast, whatever app that you use to listen to podcasts. Give us the heart. Give us a star. Say something great, something nice. That is very helpful for us as well. Tag us in those posts where people are asking for podcasts. If, you know, anywhere you see that, just tag us in that post. That is great. The House of Visibility, people see us there. Tell a friend about this podcast. You can 
just tell two friends, you know, about this podcast. You know that we're all in this situation together. Some of us are quarantining. Some of us are essential workers and Mm -hmm. we need stuff while we are still traveling to work back and forth. So just tell two people about this podcast. And that is a way that you can also donate to Tea with Queen and Jay. That don't cost you no money. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your team mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us individually, we've included our Amazon wish list links in the show notes. We know that Amazon is the access of evil, so please don't feel pressured to support us via Amazon. If you do choose to support us via our Amazon links, we ask that you respect all Amazon worker blackout dates. So because Amazon is the access of evil and treat their workers poorly, workers are frequently striking. So we ask that if there are days that workers have asked us not to support or order items from Amazon. We ask to respect those days, and you can always check via the social meds and Google Amazon blackout dates. Yep. So let's get into these donation libations. We have a few new Patreon subscribers. We have Toby, Maria, Anita, and Rita. Thank you so much for becoming patrons. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for those of you who are already patrons, please, if you need to adjust your pledge, if you need to reduce your pledge, if you need to cancel your pledge, please feel free to do that. Don't feel any pressure anyways about keeping that up if it's something that you cannot do at this time. Yeah, word. We also had a bunch of people hit us on the PayPal. So Leota, I think that's how you pronounce it, Leota, says thank you so much for all that you both do thank you so much Leota. we appreciate you miss christy hit us up and says thank you so much for your show it's such a comfort miss christy thank you christy thank, thank you, you. miss christy excuse me we appreciate you desmond broke us off and desmond says just a token of gratitude for your work and a contribution to future snacks during the stressful times p.s queen thank you so much for taking the time to say hello to me and my friend and take a few pictures on your way home oh, from work back in that. november i remember that yeah. i was scared because i'd be scared of people do be scared and they said my name, name. It was like, not even. So I'm on 125. <laughs> so I turned around like, what's up? <laughs> oh, I don't know these people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh gosh. And then Jenny, Jenny actually broke us off a while ago, but just sent this message. Jenny says, just wanted to shoot a quick message to y'all that I was very happy to donate a little something to the show on PayPal. I can't tell y'all how much I appreciate your show. Thanks for mentioning disabled folk on the podcast, too. It made me research into how I can donate to some organizations that provide services for them. I found one that's called The Arc, and that website is thearc.org backslash COVID. Jenny says, I'm sure there are others, which I'm going to look out for, but this is just the first one I came across. I checked out their rating from Charity Watch and they have an A minus rating. So I figured they're a good start. Thanks again for your insights and please stay safe up there. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. I didn't know there was like a charity um, rating place. That's good to know. too. Yeah, me neither. And that that website again is thearc.org backslash COVID. ARC is spelled A-R-C. Okay. And we will also have that in the show notes for you all. Yes, absolutely. All right. So are you ready to get into the show? I am. You know it's the morning show. Let's get into the show. Let's do it. Let's be excited. (laughs) Let's get into the show. (laughs) 
That's how they be. It's so annoying, especially that traffic guy. It's only 5.30 a.m. and you guys are on the road. The roads are looking clear. Be safe and be careful on Highway 75. It's a mess. <laughs> it's always a cross Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the fucking oh, cross Bronx. cross Bronx. The fucking the cross fuck. Bronx. All right, Jay. So, what kind of tea are you drinking today? Oh, I'm being fancy. Okay. Because uh, I was on a Netflix party, watch party with Sam, and Sam said mm-hmm. she was drinking ginger mint. And I was mm. like, oh, that is a fancy combination of tea flavors that I have yet to try. And um, it's not bad. I thought it was going to be a disaster because why would I want these two like semi, you know, tingly things oh, happening at once? Good. Oh, yeah, it no, it's good. Yeah, no, it's cute. It's cute. It's working out. So I have a. a it's had, fresh menth or like no, it's a no. No, I had a um, peppermint tea bag and I have a bunch of ginger powder. Oh, yes. got it. Got it. Yes. So got it's it. popping. I like it. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm just drinking black tea. I was having a hard time staying asleep yesterday. Mm. So I need some caffeine. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. black tea. I feel mm-hmm. you. And what are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I'm enough. I affirm that I'll be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I also affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping. Popping. Shout out to who, the person who said that during the live. Yes. My body and mind are healthy, healthy and that I will always and forever stunt on these hoes. I also affirm that I'll find a healthy sex buddy that will add to my sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I affirm that we will all have a fruitful and abundant 2020. Okay? We will. Mm-hmm. I affirm that for all of us. Mm-hmm. What are you affirming for yourself, Jay? I affirm... I affirm. I affirm. <laughs> I have to get a nice buildup going. I affirm a life full of abundance, health, wealth, and financial stability. I affirm that I'm not a lady. I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I'm going to say that one again. I'm going to say that one again. Say it again. Lord Hal Murphy. Okay. May. Um, my apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I am productive. I'm self-employed. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm an earlier sleep schedule. I affirm a brand new MacBook Pro with all the shits. Me and my loved ones are healthy. I affirm a new studio and workspace where we can record and work and be comfortable at our convenience post-Rona. And I affirm I have an active and positive mind. Cool, cool. Did you watch anything over this past week? I have been watching. Yeah, I've been watching things. All right. Let's do some what we're watching. Yeah, let's do that. What we're watching, what we're watching. Yeah. Ooh la la la. It's the shows that we're watching when we're sipping tea. Ooh la la la. It's the shit that we're watching with Jay Dot and Queen. Yeah. Mm, yeah. What we're watching, 
So what are you watching? I have been watching, this is like my, not my first time, but I watched something on Facebook. Okay, all right. You watch Red Table um, Talk, though. I watched it, I've watched clips. I've watched, no, I watched it one time. Mm-hmm. But that's not something I watch all the time because right. that's not, I'm not the demographic. Wow. <laughs> that's, I'm not the demographic. That's deep. <laughs> what's funny is because we're because we're zooming you got on your head tie you got on your oh i do head i do i do have on my jaded head tie that's funny i watch that's it on deep. occasion but i don't i don't tap in i watch it if somebody's like yo you have to watch this but nobody ever says that to me so i've watched it a few I've, times i only watched the one with that girl the jordan girl mm. and only watched it as a re- rebellion against the kardashians right 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 that's what it was. I feel you. That's I just time. followed Chrissy Teigen and her her business page on Instagram out of a rebellion. Oh, you did? Yes. Did you, you heard about the foolishness? Yeah. But then the next day, Black Twitter decided they hated her because they remembered what she said about. Co- I remember what she said. We, if you got good sense, we too. all remember what you said. Like, like I was like, this place is weird. This it's is such a weird with place. Y- this is why I don't play with y'all. <laughs> This is why I don't play with y'all. Yeah, no, I definitely remembered what she said, and it's it's. I did too. It, to me, it seemed like something that an ignorant, not black person would say, and she apologized, and it's years later now. Like I don't know. That don't matter. Yeah, I don't know. They weird. That's why I don't play with them. But anyway, mm-hmm. so I was on watching Facebook. Girl Trek had a kind of like show on facebook mm-hmm. they have a campaign that they started called daughters of it's a hashtag hashtag daughters of hashtag mm-hmm. daughters of which is actually pretty cute yeah. i like it and this is their premiere i guess episode because they're going to have more mm-hmm. on facebook where they're like having these kind of zoom talks or whatever they're really really cute i don't know how to do tv shit but they were like doing tv shit they were doing anyway. tv shit and i was like yo <laughs> We, how, like, do I, how do we do how this do we TV do this? shit? Yeah, just I, like, was, I, gotta, I gotta hit up Sam. Right, they had somebody. <laughs> they had somebody managing the tech in the background, and that's the that's the piece of it that I need to know how to do. Bring in people yeah. in and out, and keeping track of this and that. And I was that, like, yo, in and out, like, and this yo. and that. Who is doing that? Yeah, I was like, they have a pro- producer for their Zoom yeah. Facebook. No, thing? That was it was good. really cute. It was all I really, cute I like how on. they put that together. Mm-hmm. It was really fucking dope. Um, and they had Nikki Giovanni and Angela Davis as guests on this premiere mm-hmm. of the Daughters of Campaign or whatever. And it was just nice to, first of all, first of all, Nikki Giovanni is my kind of messy. Oh, I saw myself Nikki in Giovanni her. just be like saying, just be saying it. Saying it, oversharing, telling her business, oh. telling your business. <laughs> Talking about shit she don't like for no reason. I was like, yeah. this is me. Poisoning presidents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, I I like this. This is the kind of stuff that I like and can relate to, and I needed my black heroes, mm-hmm. like some humanness, right. and not just like just this activist or this notable person in my black ass life, mm-hmm. but just like kind of like, okay, we in a living room right. together. Yeah, that's how type I felt. of situation. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. Word. So that was pretty dope. Um, and then, of course, Angela Davis making sure that we talk about trans women, making sure that we talk about folks who are incarcerated and COVID and how that all fucks up shit and how she wants us to change our language and stop saying that when we are talking about quarantines, don't say where we feel locked up. Thank you. And don't feel like... Yes. like I listened to that and I was the, in here clapping and stomping and carrying on. <laughs> 
in my head because i don't move like that but in my head i was like yes shit somebody say it yo somebody on instagram was talking about how they saw some dudes playing a game of high contact basketball in in prison and their their caption to that video was i'm so jealous i'm like nigga you could go to jail and play ball it's not hard it's not hard those men are incarcerated son okay they can't social distance talking about yeah like what are you and and that's another point that Mm -hmm. um angela davis made she's like they cannot they literally cannot social distance so like I like when I see a lot of our work and mm-hmm. our elders work because mm-hmm. she's like, we talk about language a lot. And right. she's like, no, we have to really think about the language mm-hmm. that we're using. Like, stop saying you're trapped in. Stop saying you feel like a prisoner. Stop saying because you're fucking down. mad. Yeah, don't call it lockdown. Yeah, we're not lockdown. Really lockdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not really locked down and shit like that. So I'm like, yes, yeah. you're right. You're right. So um, it was just nice to kind of just look into a conversation mm-hmm. that they was happening. It was nice to just see them. Because it's not like I go places where... Well, I've seen Angela Davis last. But, you know, it's not like I go a lot yeah, of places I, where I, did feel I like just it see added, them and shit. Yeah, it did add another layer of access, I felt like. So they had yes. about mm-hmm. 52,000 people that watched that live. Yeah. And those are people... I live in New York. Somebody's doing a panel somewhere all the time. I've seen Angela Davis speak in person before. I've, I haven't mm-hmm. seen Nikki Giovanni, but I'm a podcast yeah, addict. So I've listened to her a bunch of times on podcasts. Yeah. But this level of like intimate access to be able to see them talking to us talking to one another and just like i don't know you know i don't know if they got a speaker's fee i don't know how that works but it just seemed Mm -hmm. like the the way that this is happening and the way that we're all tapping in and like you know people were texting me like hey check this out or whatever like it's it to me was like unprecedented you know and i feel like if we were not all if so many of us were not sheltering in place a lot of us would have either been too busy to watch it Because it was two hours. It was two hours. So, like, that would have been, like, a whole deal for me to find two hours to To dedicate to to watching this thing thing instead of using, like, the only two hours that I have in my week to watch, you know, something ridiculous and foolish, which is probably what I would have done. I know that's what I would have done. So, yeah, I really did appreciate the access to viewers were able to like video in and ask questions and one of the girls was just so fucking adorable i was like her (laughs) life is clearly made from just asking it was a really simple question but Mm -hmm. it was just i don't know man my whole heart welled up I was like, this is <laughs> this is what we're supposed to be doing, yo, you talking to each other. Empath. I know, I felt it. I wanted to pinch your cheeks. Oh, I was like, oh, that's such a young person question. It was a young person <laughs> question, but it was it was her response to the answer. She was just so clearly appreciative that like these two elders answered her question, like and, and excited. It was just and honestly, it was a young question, but it looked like she really wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know she had it saying? written down on everything. Yes. She had her paper like, <laughs> yes, yes, I yes. need an answer. Yeah. So I really, I really, really appreciated that. Also, like I've seen Angela Davis talk before in New York. Like I'm, I'm have the privilege of having access to certain things like that in New York because I live in New York, because I'm tapped into certain things, but there are people who watch that live who would never go, whether they oh, have the access yeah. or not. They'd be like, oh, I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit down time to do something like that. Da, 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 da. So it was really, it was the level of access that I felt like I saw. And then I felt like people tapped into was really, uh, I think, unprecedented and fucking dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, agree, yeah. agree. So, yeah. We enjoy- well, I enjoyed it. We will... Put it in the show notes. The yeah, link. we'll put the link to it in the show notes. It's still available. It's on Facebook. You can watch the playback. I didn't watch it live. I watched the playback. So it's, yeah, I watched it's the playback there. too. 
live stuff is weird to me now. <laughs> okay. I got to pay attention. I can't like oh. be on my phone and be like, oh, I missed that. Rwanda right, is just like, right, right, right. Same. it's become a thing for me now. You know, mm-hmm. I've been conditioned. My conditioning has been conditioned. conditioned. <laughs> I got um, you. Jay, Yo. what, what you been watching and shit? So I have been watching The Last Dance. So The Last Dance is a sports documentary miniseries about the career of Michael Jordan with particular focus on the 1997-98 Chicago Bulls season. So it is, I think, a 10-part series. So like 10 hours in total. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, they play two hours each Sunday. So I think it's happening over five Sundays. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, ESPN got to get people looking at that channel for something because there's no sports <laughs> happening. So I guess it makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people have been watching it. So I've been watching it. it I think it's excellent. I think it's really mm-hmm. well done. I just watched episode seven. It was a little bit slow for me, but it does talk about some serious things so i don't know but anyway i'm watching that shit mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. highlight of it so far are the episodes about dennis rodman while it is about michael jordan some key players scotty pippen dennis rodman kind of get their own like little highlights and like there is focus and conversation about them their life and career as well because they were integral in yeah very integral yeah in michael jordan's success so there's a lot of conversation about them the dennis rodman i was like an episode maybe and a half that kind of focused Mm -hmm. on him was so I think revealing to me and I saw him in a different light because as a kid, Dennis Rodman to me, I just got from him what I was getting from the adults in my life and how I was seeing him as a kid. So like back in the day, Dennis Rodman was walking around in a dress, wearing makeup, dating white women, dyeing his hair different colors and like nobody was doing that shit. So like even our like, yeah, even our music artists, like I don't even think I think Cisco is after Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Right? After, yeah. Yeah, men weren't getting piercings like that, like right. outside of right. like Tupac's nose ring mm-hmm. and earrings. Right. Like no one was doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, even the way people are tatted now was not like right. just covered in tattoos yes. in that way was not a thing. Yes, people had tattoos, but covered like that, mm-hmm. that was not a thing. Mm-hmm. You know? No. Yeah, so he was a fucking renegade. And at the time, it just seemed like he was doing too much he was there Mm -hmm. he was doing too much and what is this guy's problem (laughs) as a kid you know why is he wearing a dress why is he wearing a makeup why is Mm -hmm. he naked again what is going on (laughs) (laughs) what is going on and watching the documentary kind of put in perspective the way that he was going against the grain uh not quote-unquote behaving you know, to league standards or whatever, or like yeah. being put mm-hmm. in whatever box they wanted to put him in. He was challenging gender. He was exploring yeah. queer identity publicly in ways that black men of his height in sports of his like energy were not doing at the time yeah. publicly. Yeah. All this shit that I didn't see as a kid and in the many years after seeing him in a different light. So it's like whenever I think of Rodman, thinking back on it before this documentary, mm-hmm. I did I, I did start to have a different understanding of the ways in which he was playing with gender and things like that. But it was like that based on what I remembered 
and yeah. jump to him looking like a claymation and playing around with dictators. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so like, not really a full picture of it does look like a claymation. who this figure was. What happened? No, I just pictured his face. He does look like a claymation. He does kind of look like a claymation. It's a vibe right now, but he looks like a claymation. Like what was that MCV show with the um the battles? Celebrity Deathmatch. Deathmatch. He looks like a Deathmatch yeah. character, okay? <laughs> Celebrity Deathmatch. Celebrity yeah. Deathmatch. Yeah, so I thought that it was refreshing to actually see his story. There are, of course, clips mm-hmm. of uh, throwback Oprah grilling him on his sexuality. Yeah, that, that shit. Is, the revisiting saw, of that is that awkward clip. and uncomfortable like, as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, asking him about if he sleeps with men. If you think about it, then why don't you just do it? It was really interesting and... And by interesting, I mean inappropriate, problematic, (laughs) abusive. But what was was interesting to me was him at whatever age he was sitting up there and like talking to her about that, about queerness, you know, and like trying Mm -hmm. to explain like that's not how any of this works. Like I'm just like doing me and this is who I am. So yeah. And looking at her like lady. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Ma'am. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, it's like not that serious. Mm-hmm. Relax, lady. That's from that's what I got from the clip. Like Right. But it was refreshing. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. watching him and I'm like, do I wanna fuck Dennis Rodman? There was that. Then there was like then, I think you did in the nineties. 90s Dennis Rodman. Definitely 90s Dennis Rodman. Claymation Dennis Rodman. I would have crab legs with Dennis Rodman today. (laughs) I definitely would eat crab legs with Dennis Rodman. We'd have a drink. I I would not mind arguing his foolish politics. I know they're ridiculous. Yeah, y'all would be arguing. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that with a character like him. Oh no, no, no! This has to be a one-on-one thing. I'm not playing with any of his friends. Also, uh, Carmen Electra is a whole entire Anglo-Saxon. So people thought something else. I think because her last name was Electra and because she was pals with um, Paula Abdul, I think that people thought that she was uh, some variety of Latinx. But I never thought that. I was like, that's a white (laughs) whole entire. I never thought that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her last name is actually Electra, or is that the no. name Prince gave? That's the name Prince. Her name gave is her, not right? Carmen either. Her name is like <laughs> Tara Lipinski or something like that. It's mad. It's mad white. Her uh, name is mad white. white, and her ethnicity is a variety series of white things in an Anglo-Saxon oh, wow. way, like not even white from like a Spain, but like oh, yeah, I didn't know that 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 was a thing that people thought she was not a white. Mm. Well. Why change your name to Carmen? You know? I don't know. Didn't Prince do that? He might have. Fucking Prince. Think, I think Prince did that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Prince. All the niggas always doing something. He was, he was like, that name is not marketable. This always doing it. It definitely wasn't because he was like, we're going to make this spicy white. We're going to turn this regular white toast into something spicy. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah. I think Prince did that. I'm not sure. Somebody's going to send the Prince facts and get on my nerves. It does sound like something Prince would do, though. (laughs) Sounds like something Prince would. I think so. I'm not sure, but I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you were when you talk about Rodman and how he was like being unapologetic, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better word, because y'all get on my nerves when y'all say that, but you know what I mean? 
um, yeah, so, well, you, like, speak about ramen and how he was just, like, just, like, doing these things and, like, just being daring and, like, not really succumbing to whatever the NBA's guidelines were as far as, like, what a player is supposed to be like. Like, Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, a lot of players are pretty much, like, model players when right. it comes to sports because a lot of times they have been ushered in that way. They've always gone to schools where they had to be perceived in a certain kind of way. They're kind mm-hmm. of like trained in a way to like kind of like be kind of like respectable. Yeah. And like respectable. Have good sportsmanship. Good mm-hmm. sportsmanship. Always, even when you lose, just seem in good spirits and be like next time and right. blah, 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 and if all of that stuff. you break the rules, you break them in this very specific way that other people yes. have broken the rules before. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly that. So when you're saying that, I'm hearing like, oh, yeah, so I didn't know in a moment, but like he was kind of like for, I guess, when we were older, like an Iverson, mm-hmm. but we could relate more to Iverson because Iverson did a lot of those markers of what we call blackness, what we say right. blackness is or mm-hmm. whatever. So like Iverson kind of like shifting the NBA in ways that like now there's a dress code mm-hmm. and like all of this shit because mm-hmm. he was just doing whatever the fuck he want. It makes me think of now Rodman who was already who was doing that right. when we were like kids, like younger kids, but because it was something I guess separate from what we could relate to because we were told blackness is this one thing mm-hmm. that we didn't even realize that that's what he was doing. That he was like mm-hmm. kind of like rebelling and being a force and like being like, nah, this is this is just me right. and I play ball. Right. You know, in right. those ways. And because less people were publicly um, relating to like physical demonstrations of queerness. Yes. You know, yeah. so less people mm-hmm. were connecting to that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The flip side of that is that while more of us were comfortable with publicly connecting with someone like Allen Iverson with his braids and his tattoos and like which tattoos at that time were becoming more of like a popular thing yeah. that everybody mm-hmm. kind of did. Everybody. That's the time when every basketball player now all of a sudden was a rapper. It was like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> Iverson did that. Iverson did that too. Calm, calm, right. Calm right. Down. So like he had the markers of blackness that more people were comfortable connecting with. But the flip side yes. of that is that white people were less threatened by what Dennis Rodman was doing than they were threatened by what Allen Iverson was doing. Yeah, You know, exactly. so it was kind of this double thing where, like, Dennis Rodman was being a renegade, but also he was walking around in a dress, so nobody was really fucking with it on the black side. Mm-hmm. And he was doing... White, white folks could dismiss him as a weirdo versus mm-hmm. the type of black person that they are marketably afraid of. Yeah, exactly. You know, or claim to be exactly. so afraid of. Exactly. So, yep, yeah. Exactly. But it's an interesting, it was really interesting. In Rodman's early career, he just appears to be like, you know, a regular dude, a ball player, mm-hmm. like nobody's yeah. not causing much fuss or whatever. And then he goes to see Demolition Man and Wesley Snipes is there in blonde hair, like a blonde box haircut. And then he comes mm-hmm. back with his hair dyed. It was just interesting to me to see him as a black man see like a like a possibility of what he could do what he could try what he could be something he hadn't considered before and a way that he could feel like more like himself so i was like this is that 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 was cool but yeah so i really connected with rodman's story at one point i was like am i dennis rodman but then i decided i'm not because he really was fucking with the whites like super duper hard and he wouldn't wear a wedding dress to sign your book so there's that he did that once 
dress only because I don't fuck with wedding culture. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You would not just wear a wedding dress. Right. It's on your book. I remember being a kid and he was doing that and I was like, why is he wearing a wedding dress? Like, I don't understand. It was his day. It was. It was. But as a kid, I was like, he could have just went and signed the book. <laughs> <laughs> He was giving good face though. I'm not mad. His face was good. He was giving good face. I remember he had his wig. He had like a swoop. Oh uh-huh, yeah. I remember that. I was like, he okay, whatever. It was I a lot. Was just a go lot sign your book. <laughs> but yeah, so I wanted to uh, tell y'all to go watch that shit. I thought it was really yeah. The things that they highlighted about Rodman were really great. So it's interesting how much like we all know we're our own person, but it's interesting how much our thoughts are also influenced by the mm-hmm. adults around us. Mm-hmm. So because adults around me were just like, what is he doing? What is it? You know, and I'm probably, at first didn't think anything. And mm-hmm. then was like, what is he doing? <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like, what is he doing? Right. Why is he paying to himself? Why is this, you know, like, right. at first I don't even think, I don't remember when I first had that thought. I just remember that being the thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can't even remember the first time I looked at Dennis Rahman and it was like, what the fuck? I feel like I was hearing what the fuck, what the fuck, what the mm-hmm. fuck. And then I was like, yeah, you right. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. So it's just interesting mm-hmm. how parents, well, not really well, my parents, but I don't know about your parents. My parents, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, influence, like, my gaze on this man. Right, you know? right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely was like, what is he doing? Is he, I was too. What is he doing? Like, what? This what, what is a book. What what is he doing? <laughs> I remember wondering if his penis was pierced because I just felt like it would be. I feel like that was a that came up somewhere like a rumor. Yeah, or something. you know how we always have you know. Yeah. Aaliyah had a glass eye and <sighs> that and glass eye. What Some was foolishness. Wrong with us? I don't know. I want to know who started these days too. <laughs> who the fuck why do started? we all know them? Why do we all know the story? I don't know. It don't matter where you from. Somebody from Houston's like, yep, I remember that. Oh my <laughs> it god! It don't even matter. That's it's so not funny. even just a New York thing. I don't know. It's weird. Mm. So she don't mm. have a glass eye, right? Well, she's dead. <laughs> but she didn't. She didn't have a glass eye. Eventually, she moved her swoop. And we saw her whole face. Like, oh. She took off her glasses. I remember that. She moved her swoop. She did we wear like, a patch oh. on her eye, though. Yeah, she did. Okay. She did. Natural that conclusion. Was back when she, that was back when she was with that predator person. Right. Right. Which would lead us to conclude glass eye. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the math still adds up. Let's pay black women. Are you ready? Um, let's take a break. Okay. Pay black women. Money, money, money. <laughs> money do you know what this year is what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women year. your money yes so give okay. black women your money hashtag pay black women okay, yo okay okay so, so how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week every week Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, tvthqueenandj.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. We have two options there. So two! Can, two! You become a patron 
or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black. <laughs> that throws me off. All the it. time. That's what I'm doing now. Then right. I like it. So let's pay some black women. Yes. Give me your fucking money! So our pay black women segment is when we highlight black women owned businesses, initiatives, fucking uh, it could be nonprofit shit. It could be a whole ass business. It could be somebody who needs lunch money or rent money. Whatever it is, this is where we highlight those black women. In this segment, we also like to open it up to indigenous women. So if you know an indigenous woman run business, initiative, endeavor, whatever the fuck it is, something from the big to the small, please feel free to nominate them for our pay black women segment. We know, of course, that women includes trans women, cis women, and all variety of women, whatever type of woman you are, you are welcome to participate in our pay black women segment here at T with queen and jay podcast we like to open this segment to afab non-binary folks so feel free to recommend those folks along with their pronouns everyone should send me their pronouns anyway yes to this pay black women segment something else that we wanted to add about pay black women this is a segment that we do because we believe that funds should be actively sent to redistributed and filtered and funneled and filtered in to black women because we are in need of resources we are often underpaid we are often undervalued and so Mm -hmm. that's why we have this segment but what we do ask that we are black women ourselves so we do ask that if you personally are a black woman run business or initiative and you were considering submitting yourself to pay black women please consider whether you can purchase ad space so if you are someone who knows that you can afford to purchase ad space on t with queen and j podcast please hit us up and reserve this space for women who cannot who do not have the resources to purchase Mm -hmm. ad space so that is what we ask of you and we're not checking nobody's pockets so if you fucking know that you can't afford to fucking buy ad space and you just happen to look glossy and flossy like you got it like that that's cool because black women been doing that for years so like it don't matter i know i'll be doing it it don't matter so yeah so don't don't feel like awkward about like submitting yourself you don't have to be fucking downtrodden we don't care about your pockets all i'm saying all we're asking is that you consider that we are also black women and we should be aiding and supporting one another yes So, so queen who is our paid black women woman of the week so this week we are getting paid Sequoia Kemp, um, actually the homie of the show. And I saw a tweet of them in need, so we decided to make them a paid black woman. So I'll just tell you a little about her. She is a pre and postnatal doula um, and also a health educator and is now pursuing her career in nursing so she can become a nurse midwife. She could deliver the babies now and shit like that. Aww. 
So she went back to school for um, nursing and she's currently raising funds so she can buy a textbook that she needs. And a textbook costs fucking $300. $300, yo. Woo, child. Why? You know how much Corona groceries those are? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God. So she's raising funds to get $300 for this textbook. She tweeted, can 30 people send me $10 so I can post a book for nursing school and, you know, put her cash app information there. Her cash app is dollar sign doula, D-O-U-L-A, four, the number four a queen we will have that in the show notes but if you can you know give her a little bit of coin so that she can get her book so that we can have a doula midwife in the world that can help us deliver these black ass babies because we do not want the hand of white supremacy (laughs) to be the first to catch them catch the baby (laughs) that's an inside joke But yes, so if you can, please send Sequoia some coin so that she can get her textbook. Okay? So that is our pay black woman. All right. Jay, you have any news that is not news for us? Oh my God, it's a whole thing, yes. I guess even though we were free, we were still slaves in the mind. Nothing! So, news that's not news is the segment where we highlight news stories that aren't being highlighted by the mainstream media. So, we make it news here or we give it a womanist race nerd perspective that the mainstream media is not giving the particular subject. That is our news that is not news segment. So, what do you have for us today, Jay? All right. So, I want to give a quick content warning for... White supremacist acts of violence, murder, and domestic terrorism against black people in modern present times. Okay? Wong, wong, wong. Boing, boing, boing. Does that cover it, you think? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think so. All right. So this news popped up and it was really just a soundbite that I heard on a podcast I was listening to. And I was like, I heard it and I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? What? Huh? <laughs> So I did some research. I found some articles about it. And then I found some articles that help answer the questions that I had about it. Because I was like, what the fuck Mm -hmm. is happening? So basically the the U.S. will give, and this is the the headline from the New York Times. I'm going to read it in headline speak, how they have it here. (laughs) So the headline is, U.S. will give terrorist label to white supremacist group for first time. So first of all, This is mad misleading. This is mad misleading because really what they did was they did give a terrorist label to a white supremacist group for the first time ever, but it's a foreign white supremacist group. So it's not a white supremacist group um, here on U.S. soil. It's a foreign white supremacist group. And basically it allows them to charge folks who may have connections to them here. But this is the U.S. We got our own white supremacist groups. We don't need an outside uh, group to tell our white supremacists how to act. They got it handled. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Uh, so since yeah, so that was... 1492. What'd you say? Since 1492. Yes, they, they got it covered. We, you know, we know what we're doing over here. So that made me think, like, why is the U.S. doing this? What does mm-hmm. this mean? Why are they doing this? Especially our racist Trump administration. Like, what what is the impetus to do this for the first time ever. So I'm going to read some of the article that explains what they're doing and then some background on why. 
So the Trump, and this is from the New York Times article, and I'll put the link to this in the show notes. The Trump administration announced that it is designating an ultranationalist group based in Russia as a terrorist organization. It's the first time the government will apply the label to a white supremacist group. While the label of specially designated global terrorists has been frequently used for, and this is a quote unquote from me, but this is what it says in the article, for quote unquote Islamist extremists, there have been growing concerns among U.S. officials about violent white supremacists with transnational links over the past five years. Meanwhile, we have our own white supremacists, but okay. In 2018, the White House added that threat to the government's national strategy for counterterrorism. All right. So first of all, I've read some of that national strategy and it's about 26 pages. I didn't read the whole thing. I read some of it and then I skimmed the rest. And most of the language refers to the Middle East, refers to what they call Islamist extremism, refers to Al-Qaeda. That's what most of the language is. There are sentences in it that if they were asked about it, they could say that they meant white supremacist domestic terrorism. But Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything that to me, like specifically outlined, okay, this is included in this. Muslims invented terrorism. Right. That's the vibes. Those are the vibes (laughs) of that whole thing. Muslims invented terrorism. And if it happens over here on our side, like if it's white people over here, over here, 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 then maybe, you know, we don't really like that either, but mostly Muslims. (laughs) That's what what that shit said. So I don't know, but that's, there's a link to that in the article I'm going to link. So if you want to read that, it's in like the article, the link to that's an article. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to the article. These designations are unprecedented, said Ambassador Nathan A. Sale. So this is where he makes like, this is a big deal for us. The uh-huh. State Department's counterterrorism coordinator says this is the first time the U.S. has ever designated white supremacists as terrorists. And this illustrates how seriously this administration takes the white supremacist terrorist threat. We are doing things no previous administration has done to counter this threat. So this is this article is from April. This all went down in April. And this Uh is this is before the most recent acts of domestic terrorism, um, but after all the others. Okay, so it's just interesting that they're talking all big and bad when this designation is uh, for foreign organizations. So it's ridiculous because mm -hmm. one is just ridiculous Mm -hmm. Two, like. I'm just thinking about Ferguson and all of those activists who have been murdered. Oh, yeah. Like, do you like how do you not think that there are Mm -hmm. (laughs) white terrorist groups Mm -hmm. until you meet a Russian? Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. To plot a murder, you have to study people. You have to like those all of those instances sound like organized Mm -hmm. crime, which means that it involves more than one person to figure out and put together. Right. What what the fuck do you mean? Like all the fingers have been pointing to white supremacists. Like if I'm I'm just talking about something most recent because yeah. obviously we have lots of instances that we can be like white supremacists, white mm-hmm. supremacists. You know, like whatever the fucking whole Ku Klux. There's a whole Ku Klux Klan. The first yeah. fucking movie in the United. The first fucking movie was about KKK people running around killing black men because we didn't want them raping white women. Mm-hmm. And you just now say that white people are a terrorist group like that. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. 
Oh, not not white people from here though. Yeah, not the oh, yeah, not yeah, like yeah. the Klan or anything. Mm-hmm. Not like them. No. Mm-mm. So the state. Back to the article. The State Department's designation for the organization, which is the Russian Imperial Movement, sets up the Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control to block any American property or assets belonging to the group. It will also bar Americans from financial dealings with the organization and make it easier to ban its members from traveling to the United States. Okay. Okay, so here's where it gets spicy. Okay. Because really this whole article is supposed to be like a, you know, like a light flex. Like, ooh, look what they're doing. So nice. So good. (laughs) (laughs) And we're doing it. The move could cut against criticism that the Trump administration has played down the threat of white nationalist violence for political reasons based on the. So this is what this person who wrote this article says based on the so-called alt-rights support for Mr. Trump and his statement in 2017 that there were very fine people on both sides quote unquote of a deadly white nationalist rally in charlottesville va but i just find it interesting that Mm -hmm. the person writing this article chose to say the so-called alt-right support of mr trump is it not like what it is and because alt-right is even faulty Mm -hmm. but then you say so-called alt-right like Oh, I don't know. It's weird. White supremacy. Yeah. All right. So since the mass shootings, this is me talking, since the mass shootings at two mosques in New, in New Zealand, the U.S. has mm-hmm. been seeking a white supremacist organization to designate as terrorists. So they were looking for... And we don't have a whole KKK? Right. 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 That is that is a part of like the cloth of this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a whole ass KKK. Yeah. So they were looking to pick somebody and they chose this foreign group. This is back to the article. One challenge to finding an appropriate candidate was that designating a group with significant American ties would also raise major First Amendment issues, officials said. Although a Russian imperial movement member has visited the United States, the organization does not appear to have domestic members. It is not clear if the group has provided training to U.S.-based neo-Nazis. Isn't Trump their member? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) allegedly this conversation about first amendment issues came up frequently as i was researching this topic so like that's a big thing like they don't want to go too hard or too heavy with really calling any local groups local white supremacist groups terrorists and they want to be careful about who they choose internationally because they don't want to ruffle any feathers and Mm -hmm. they don't want to fuck with any americans first amendment right to be white supremacists yeah so um (sighs) yeah so this ain't it incidents of white supremacist (laughs) domestic terrorism are ever present and it seems like they're only willing to call it terrorism if it's connected to a foreign entity so that has like really disappointing to me Just to talk a little bit about what is going on most recently. So Ahmaud Arbery, as we know, was hunted and lynched in Georgia by father and son team Gregory McMichael and Travis McMichael and filmed by accomplice William Roddy Bryan uh, without investigation or arrest for three fucking months and would not have been investigated without the video that was provided by their fucking lawyer who thought it would justify the killing, right? So a whole black man was minding his business, going for a jog. These men, these McMichael motherfuckers, hunted him down, killed him, recorded the whole thing, and then nothing popped off. No investigation happened for three whole entire months. It was a a fucking justified killing in Mind you, the DA and all of them saw this shit. Mm -hmm. So all of that, all of them motherfuckers need to be investigated. 
to right. tell you the DA or whatever, and you see that, and you're like, nope, no charges. Mm-hmm. The fuck? That's, nope. a ter- that's a terrorist organization. Yeah. Several government officials were aware of the murder, saw no need to investigate, making this government fucking sanctioned because our death at the hands of white vigilantes and police is sanctioned domestic terrorism that's accepted because black people are the target. So it's like, it's all fucking good. And so why really like view this as domestic terrorism? So it felt to me like they were doing this to make all these grand points that everybody in this article is saying, Ooh, look at what they're doing. Yeah. They're really, they're really doing something. They're really taking a step. I was like, this is, this is not real. This is not doing. It's not what they're telling me that it's doing. Not doing anything Mm -hmm. actually. Cause we have a Russian president. Right. Right. (laughs) So I wanted to kind of understand... A Russian-aligned president. Mm-hmm. I wanted to understand why this thing that feels really empty, like, why is this happening? So uh-huh. there's an article back in February, the New York Times, as domestic terrorists outplace jihadists, new U.S. law is debated. So basically, they were debating what to do about white supremacists, and that's what they decided to do, some foreign shit. So, like, the way they were hyping this up in that other article was a result yeah. of, like, all of the shit they were, that they, was being proposed to do about white supremacists. Mm-hmm. All of that yeah. shit kind of falling apart with intention. All right, so this article is from February. So, when the New Jersey Office of Homeland Security and Preparedness issued its terrorism threat assessment for 2020 last week, it noted a market shift. The threat level from violent homegrown extremists and specifically white supremacists was marked in red as the top category high. The threat from the quote unquote Islamic State, Al Qaeda and their ilk was demoted to third in green and marked as low. So that's a low threat compared to what's popping off with white supremacists in this country. Kind of has always been that way. But okay. Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) Terrorism experts believe that holds true for the entire United States. So this was done in New Jersey, but Mm -hmm. experts are saying this is this is the wave right now in the whole U.S. Mm -hmm. In the U.S., more people are killed by far right extremists than by those who are adherents to Islamist extremism, said Mary McCord, a Georgetown University law professor and a former senior Justice Department official for national security. Her comments came at a discussion at the 9-11 Memorial and Museum, which commemorates victims of the most notorious attack by international terrorists on American soil. I don't need to say that. Everyone knows what it is. Even as the menace from homegrown extremists grows more explicit, however, law enforcement is wrestling with how to combat it. The challenge has spawned a fervent debate over whether the United States needs a new law to specifically criminalize domestic terrorism or whether such a statute would threaten basic First Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. Back with the First Amendment bullshit. That one and the right to bear arms are their favorites. Yes. Yes. Proponents argue that a domestic terrorism law would streamline and clarify the patchwork of charges now used against homegrown extremists, charges that often avoid even mentioning terrorism. A 
Opponents countered that a new law would amount to a worrisome expansion of government powers and might face constitutional challenges on the grounds of impinging on free speech. Yet the New Jersey report laid out what is at stake in stark terms. Some white supremacists, extremists, argue that participating in mass attacks or creating other forms of chaos will accelerate the imminent and necessary collapse of society in order to build a racially pure nation. Sounds like terrorism to me. Yes, it does. After Latino shoppers were targeted in a shooting in El Paso last August, leaving 22 people dead, Congress proposed a new wave of laws. However, most of those have stalled. And that's where we lead up to this fucking bullshit of Mm -hmm. this foreign group being labeled instead of some domestic shit. Instead of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because usually when it comes to our domestic shit, they always try to place that that's a lone person. And that was just this lone one person who just decided to get up and do this shit. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, there's like, that's not the case. But because that's what white supremacy and the media perpetuates, it, it doesn't even allow people to like understand it as terrorism in that way because mm-hmm. it's just this one person who just decided to wake up and do this and yep. not like understanding that it is a group of people who have these same hateful ideologies and want to eradicate everyone who is not white mm-hmm. in these ways you know mm-hmm. so and it's not gonna die with that person like yeah it's never gonna die with that person it's never gonna die like mm-hmm. the fuck just to just to talk about specific white supremacist like things in our lifetime mm-hmm. like Timothy McVeigh happened when we were kids and they right. were definitely sent on a mission to mm-hmm. fucking blow up the Oklahoma City building or whatever. But they also called him a lone person. That was mm-hmm. not a lone person. That and they person, know it. And they know it. They, they know it's not. And they always, 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 that's the story that they give. That's what allows it to discontinue because mm-hmm. no one no one looks at it as a group, this terrorist group. Because they're falsely perpetuating that these are like individuals. That's just one hateful individual versus a person that's a part of something. Like, right. Timothy ain't have the, the skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by itself, like right, the fuck. Right, but then you they know? have to take accountability for white supremacy, and they don't want to have to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have but... to do that. And then because they feel like it is the only group being terrorized are non-white people, the stakes are lower for them. Lower, exactly. Know, because we live in a white supremacist state. Mm-hmm. Back to the article. But the recent arrest of eight members of a white supremacist group called The Base, some of whose members were accused of planning a mass attack in Richmond, Virginia, have renewed focus on the issue. Three members arrested in Maryland pleaded not guilty last week, so the, again, this is in February, to various mm-hmm. charges, including transporting a firearm and ammunition with the intent to commit a felony. Senior law enforcement officials expressed frustration that cases like those cannot be called terrorism in court. Okay, here's where we get to the funky bullshit about, like, these these lone fucking wolf incidents, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The statutes that are typically deployed in connection with domestic terrorism cases are really kind of pedestrian in nature, said Thomas E. Brozazowski, the Justice Department's counsel for domestic terrorism. This confuses people. It leads to this pervasive but false narrative that somehow the government is paying more attention to the Islamic extremist threat than to the domestic threat. Okay. Mm -hmm. With both Democrats and Republicans proposing legislation, the issue is one of the few that does not divide strictly along partisan lines. Okay. I don't agree with this. I feel like it fucking does. And I feel like that's how we fucking got what we have now that's how we we got fucking 
the Trump administration doing this bullshit of picking this yeah. like foreign group. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, there is no legal mechanism for designating domestic extremist groups as terrorists. Federal laws define terrorism as a criminal attack intended to intimidate and coerce civilians in order to influence government policy or to otherwise affect government conduct. I feel like that's what be happening to black people. I feel like the lynching of Ahmad is a good example of that. The only problem with this definition is that the government is on board. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. They literally use lynching and all of that in the South to prevent people from voting and Mm -hmm. like all of this stuff. Like, what are you talking about? These those have been ways to like sway government and shit like that and Mm -hmm. get groups of people to not participate in the voting process and Mm -hmm. shit like that. Like, what what the fuck are they talking about? It's because the government is in cahoots with this shit. It's the same message that every time uh, black and brown people are killed at the hands of police. That sends a message to us. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So, like, we are living under domestic terrorist attack, and they don't want to define it because they co-sign the shit. They co-sign it, and it also affirms that the system stays the way it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it does, too. So, it, it affects government in that way. It was like, we can keep government and keep these systems the way they are by violating these people so that they don't fucking try to do the things to make this system change. Because mm-hmm. this is how it's supposed to fucking work. Yup. So here's where it gets more ridiculous. They also define 57 specific acts as federal crimes of terrorism. Among the conditions required for formally labeling a crime terrorism in court are targeting an international airport, using a weapon of mass destruction, or attacking federal officials. So that makes the type of shit that they do to us on a regular basis that makes Not, it, uh, it right you can't label that shit as what the terrorism. fuck is a weapon of mass destruction though exactly white people right such charges <laughs> come into play periodically using a weapon of mass destruction was among the the accusations faced by glendon scott crawford a member of the ku klux klan from upstate new york who failed in his attempt to build a radiation death ray that would inflict <laughs> cancer on muslims hit from afar in 2016, oh he was sentenced to 30 years in prison. So how was he able to do that and the KKK is not labeled a domestic terrorist? This is literally like somebody on some supervillain cartoon shit. Because because the KKK don't build machines. Oh. They violate us individually one mm-hmm. by one by one mm-hmm. by one. Because mm-hmm. there's not a collective thing. Right, they, didn't, right. they don't put us all in a field and shoot us. They don't hang us all at the same yeah. time. So this one individual was charged as a terrorist, but the KKK I is cool. I just can't believe, I don't understand his idea. <laughs> so he had this cancer death ray. First of all, mm-hmm. you were trying to create a cancer death ray, I feel like would kill you because mm-hmm. <laughs> the way that you would need to have waves work. Right. And to cause cancer. Nah, but you make it like a laser like way. they do in Dexter's lab and you just shoot yeah. it in one direction. But if you're making a laser, if you're making a laser, mm-hmm. the stuff you need to make that laser so that that laser causes cancer, mm-hmm. it's probably going to kill you. Nah, you just put on his mom's big dish gloves. <laughs> so what the fuck he had? That's what he hands. had on, dish gloves and, and tinfoil. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was he doing? That oh, no man. Sense. Yeah. He was just going to just shoot it at Muslims, so the so, other people. But here's around. the thing, though. Here's the thing. If he was connected to that foreign terrorist organization, mm-hmm. they would be like, 
researching and blocking whatever funding that supported him or whatever. He is a member of the Ku Klux Klan, <laughs> a notoriously racist white supremacist organization, organization. And the Klan is still not listed as a domestic terrorist organization. Okay, y'all go off. Okay, back to the article. However, current terrorism I statutes... I want to know what this ray looked like. Sorry. In my head, it was green. <laughs> <laughs> like a laser. Like a laser. And then, okay, so it was a laser pointing to one location where it can burn mm-hmm. cancer onto people. But then also the waves, you know, because it's always waves around it. The waves, that's what gives everybody else the cancer in the 30-mile radius. Right? Was it 30 miles? The thing that makes no sense to me, maybe it's my science brain, right? Right, right, right. Is that he's sending waves. Generally, like cancer cells are very different from your other cells. They keep... Mm -hmm. They don't die, they multiply. Yeah, they just keep multiplying and that cell cycle where eventually cells die doesn't happen. So he's altering the genetics of a cell, basically. How would he ever (laughs) have a ray Mm -hmm. that could just alter your... (laughs) (laughs) you think he knows anything that you described (laughs) probably not no i'm just like he thought he could like shoot cancer at people he had baking soda ammonia (laughs) (laughs) and dish gloves okay that's not like he's making meth that do not sound like oh man mess he was cooking crack mess 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 However, current terrorism statutes do not incorporate most attacks on civilians that involve guns or vehicles or the stockpiling of assault weapons, which Miss McCord, the Georgia law professor, said was a gaping hole considering their frequency. A new law would also underscore that society considers white supremacist violence on par with jihadism, she said, Um, which, you know, they don't want to do that. Because that ain't the same because Muslims. Several draft bills seek to define domestic terrorism as a crime and to prescribe court sentences, including the death penalty. A less sweeping bill would force the federal government to make public statistics about all violence attributed to white supremacy. The FBI director, Chris Ray told the House Judiciary Committee that the agency had more than 1,000 violent extremist investigations in progress, covering all 50 states, but he resisted providing a more detailed breakdown. Okay. He described racially motivated violent extremism as a national threat priority equal to the threat of the Islamic State. The FBI has also created the domestic terrorism hate crimes fusion cell to buttress its efforts, he said, stressing that the focus is, quote unquote, not about the ideology. It's about the violence. So like that sentence is important because I feel like it speaks to that freedom of speech shit. Like, okay, you know, you can hate like black people. You could be a white supremacist. Let's not get violent about it. You know? Don't kill anybody. Mm. So white people aren't capable of that. Oh no, they're not. <laughs> Misgivings about a new law are also bipartisan. This whole conversation about this bipartisan shit in here, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing the vision. It keep this person, this author keeps saying that that all these ideas are bipartisan, but I don't believe you. You need more people. Mm-hmm. African-American and Muslim organizations harbor deep concerns that a new law could actually be used against minority groups, organizations protesting police violence, for example, yeah. even though their communities are among the most frequently targeted. Current hate crime laws are powerful enough to prosecute these acts, said Nadia Aziz, the policy counsel for the Stop the Hate Project at the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. Okay, so that's interesting, and I believe that 
And the thing with a lot of these laws is that judges and states use their discretion, right? So, like, just the same way everybody, government officials, knew that this black man had been hunted down and lynched. And it was like, no, 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 we're good. We don't need to investigate that. We're we're good. We got it. Yeah, we don't. No need. You know, we could just, Mm -hmm. you know. We need to know how they're all terrorists. Oh yeah, totally. And it's not terrorism if it's happening against black people, brown people, like anybody who's not white. Non-white people in America, mm-hmm. in the USA, right, rather. Right, right, right. We need to know how domestic terrorism investigations are being carried out right now instead of a new statute," said Mrs. Z's, echoing a common criticism. A sweeping new law also makes some conservatives uneasy the lack of such a law has not hindered the prosecution of anyone who carried out terrorist attacks domestically said julian sanchez a senior fellow at the cato institute who specializes in technology privacy and civil liberties that sounds like a sweeping generalization that means nothing yep nada nada he pointed out that one domestic terrorism law proposed by a republican congressman specified various prison sentences including up to 25 years for destroying or damaging any structure, conveyance, or other real property. That means a protester who engaged in vandalism to make a political point could face 25 years in jail. Beyond being unnecessary, it seems quite thorny and dangerous. That's a good yeah. point. Um, yeah, word. Because it will happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. After Mr. Trump's inauguration, more than 200 demonstrators were arrested, some in connection with smashing storefronts and damaging vehicles. All charges were eventually dropped, but under such a law, the defendants could be charged with terrorism, Mr. Sanchez noted. Critics Mm -hmm. of federal counterterrorism mentioned measures and even some senior law enforcement officials believe that the intense focus on the jihadist threat since the September 11th terrorist attacks slowed efforts to counter white supremacists. There's a blind spot within law enforcement about the threat white supremacy poses, said Michael German, a former undercover agent with the FBI who researches national security law at NYU's Brennan Center for Justice. The FBI and other intel agencies were not putting their resources towards the most serious threats. Under the Trump administration, the FBI began dividing domestic extremism among four categories down from 11 categories. So racially motivated violent extremism, anti-government slash anti-authority violent extremism, animal rights slash environmental extremism, and abortion extremism. Members of Congress have expressed skepticism about lumping white supremacists with other groups given the recent history of violent attacks directed against Latinos in El Paso, Jews in Pittsburgh, and African-Americans in Charleston, South Carolina, among others. There is no official source on the number of attacks carried out by white supremacists in the U.S. Why? What the fuck is that about? Statistics kept by academic centers or non-governmental organizations rarely match because of different methods, including various definitions of right-wing extremism. In addition, the tendency to include them with other hate crimes leaves the extent of the problem unclear. The FBI is being evasive. Representative Karen Bass, Democrat of California and member of the Judiciary Committee. It raises the question as to whether or not they are seriously looking at white supremacy. In the short term, a far more likely outcome than a new law is the State Department designating a foreign white supremacist group as a terrorist organization, allowing for law enforcement agencies to pursue any U.S. adherence for providing material support for terrorism. So that's ultimately what they fucking ended up doing. And it's just frustrating that there was this whole dialogue of like, how do we actually do something about this problem? And it ended in 
uh, ooh, them over there. They're white yeah. supremacists. But it's honestly because, like, one, first you have to admit that white supremacy is a thing. Mm-hmm. So there's that piece. And then, two, if you say that the whole government of the United States is a white supremacist organization. Right. All of it is. Mm-hmm. And how do you say that out loud? How mm-hmm. do you go about that? Because the whole thing, the fact that our media keeps spitting out this lone gunman thing, this lone person thing, the fact that like a lot of white supremacists in the U.S. feel so comfortable just navigating mm-hmm. this country says another thing. The fact that I feel like when they talk to these white men, it's generally white men who are doing these things, and they talk to them, I feel like they be real about what they're doing, but the police is down with it too, and a judge mm-hmm. is down with it too, and mm-hmm. a DA is down with it too, that no one says out loud that this person belongs to this thing, right. or that person belongs to that thing, because they all belong to that shit. Like, mm-hmm. the whole country is a white supremacist terrorist organization, the mm-hmm. whole fucking thing. So, like... You're not going to say that out loud. You're not going to admit to that because you have to admit and be held accountable for so many things. And they're not going to do that. So, of course, they're going to be like, they can be like, I'm a part of blah, 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 blah. And an officer is a part of that, too. So they're not going to release that information. Mm -hmm. And a DA is maybe, I don't know if they're a part of it or if they're not a part of it, they know not to fuck with that shit. So they're not going to say that. And it's just, it's all a system that is working the way it's supposed to and they're never going to call it out and they're never going to name it. They're never going to fucking call a dog a dog. Mm-hmm. They just not. So they rather say them niggas over there to put it over there so that people are not looking at what the fuck is happening here and mm-hmm. what this is here. And all of these loopholes as to what is a fucking, like how are you the person in power and you decide what is terrorism? Right. How how do you do that? You are not a part of the people on the receiving end. You know how much shit is terrorism to me that you are saying on all of this jargon is not terrorism? Mm-hmm. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Mm-hmm. Who, who who how do the fact that other people get to decide what is terrorism is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah. <sighs> I want off this planet. Earth stank. It's so stank. <laughs> so stank. The oh, debate gosh. over a domestic terrorism law underscores just how complex the terrorist threat has become in the nearly two decades since September 11th, said Seamus Hughes, the deputy director of the program on extremism at George Washington University. You look at the landscape now, it is scattered, he said, with white supremacists and anti-government organizations rivaling jihadists in their aspiration to foment mayhem. It is a diversification of the homegrown threat in a way that we have not seen before. So this is Neil McFarquhar wrote that? The f- the fact that they call this shit homegrown, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just now. <laughs> right. In a way that we have not seen before. That we have not. Like, what, what? the fuck are you? Th- so we don't do remember. Mean? So we don't remember lynching. So this is the darkest period ever. We don't. No one remembers yeah, lynching. Like, okay. What? Like, like heavy you, lynching. Right. Like the whole reconstruction period. Mm-hmm. You know, not Jim even Crow. even talking about our slaving period. Let's mm-hmm. just even, we could just start at reconstruction. Like, what are you talking right. about? Right. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Homegrown. Like it's a fucking new plant. <laughs> no, it's not a, it's not a fucking weed. It's the fucking compost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. What are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
I hate it here. I hate it here too, man. I just think it's really like we're all supposed to be sleep to this. We're all supposed to be sleep to the fact that white supremacy is mad rampant. It is an organized institution that exists within mm-hmm. our country. When the lawyer for the McMichaels who murdered Ahmad Arbery, mm-hmm. when he released that tape, he's like, you know, he wanted to show that these weren't racist. Like they didn't have Confederate flags on their bumper and shit. Like Okay, is that what that's supposed to mean to us? Like, are we not? He's like, he didn't want this to turn into a Ferguson. Like, what? The video clearly shows them hunting and lynching lynching this man. That's what it is. Like, you don't need to have a Confederate flag bumper sticker. You don't have to have for the, the victims of domestic terrorism to know that you're a you fucking don't... domestic terrorist. Like, what? Since when do you need the outfit to to fit the thing? Because we never need the outfit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? Yep. And they you they about? have the hoods in their closet, and they walk around without them. They're not going to these meetings in hoods like they used to. They don't have to. Right. They're in law enforcement. Yep. They don't need to. They only put those on now when they do their parade. <laughs> like, oh, oh my god. Well, thanks for that. You're welcome. I just wanted to talk about like Nah, it's important. It's important. What the fuck? Yeah, cuz it was just said in this really like brief way like, "Oh, Trump did this thing for the first time ever." Okay. And he ain't do a damn thing. Not a damn thing. His baggy suits. His Steve, he wears Steve Harvey suits. Mm, Steve Harvey in comparison looks good in his box suits. If we have yeah, because his jacket is longer. Trump's jackets uh, don't be long. It's different. It's different. Well, now that we're fiery and upset, let's throw somebody in the fucking pit. Yeah, let's do that. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. All right. The pit is where we throw people, places, and things that are fucking with our black ass, black joy. Queen, who are we throwing in the pit this week? We are throwing in all y'all rich celebrity people who are not actually social distancing. Mm. You're pretending. You're you're lying. You're mm. fibbing. It's a farce. Ain't no distance. Mm-hmm. Y'all are in the pit, and I hate y'all. Because y'all are fucking annoying. Y'all are acting like you're social distancing. So I watched The Real Housewives of Atlanta Reunion. So they're doing it remotely so that they can appear to us Mm -hmm. that, hey, we're abiding by social distancing. And we're not doing these things. But I know all them bitches had hair, makeup, stylist, Mm -hmm. all that shit. You had a team at your house because y'all don't know how to do that shit by yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're not actually social distancing. And it's like... What the fuck? There mm. are people who are dying. Mm. I live in New York where we have the most cases and also the most deaths in the country. And I don't, I, it, it offends me to fucking see motherfuckers still fucking like having teams mm-hmm. fucking around them. Yeah. Most people do not, are not able to fucking work right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. This shit is fucking serious. Yeah. It's serious. 
Like, what the heck? So there's that. Loving Hip Hop Atlanta. Y'all know I like all these trash. Um, <laughs> just my black joy. These trash Get um, joy. Get reality joy. shows. Loving Hip Hop Atlanta. So now what they're doing now, right, is the season is still going, but when they do their, I guess, their one-on-one interviews, mm-hmm. they do that after the whole season, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they have them doing it in their house. They're mm-hmm. all in their houses doing that, you know. When I went to the stove, you know, when they do that. <laughs> I couldn't believe she would pull up on me like that. <laughs> well, I tell you what, she had another thing coming. They coming. If you're gonna yeah. step to me, you're gonna step to G. <laughs> and then you're like, who the fuck is G? What? Right? G? And then G, G shows the up. I'm G. <laughs> oh my god, G is my sister. <sighs> so they doing that, but I can tell that they're not social distancing yeah. because look. As a person who, I get it, especially with women, the way patriarchy is set up, you got to look a certain way when you're presenting mm-hmm. yourself to the world. Right. So I get that. These people still look like they have hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to do that yourself. You're not putting on that lace front yourself. You're not doing that quantile yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not getting that outfit yourself. Come the fuck on. So yeah. like this, the, the whole like stage, that's what it is. The stage social distancing mm. that you're putting on for us, it's like we see through that shit. It's not fucking for real. And it's like people are literally dying. People are being, all of the cases, even if you, lots, of course we have large numbers of people that mm-hmm. survive and that is a good thing and I'm grateful for that. But your life has changed forever. Yeah. I don't ever want to be, I said a few episodes ago mm-hmm. um, that I am scared to ever have to be like that close to death yeah. because of a respiratory virus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and then after that, your life is going to be changed. You are, your lungs are not going to be the same. Like right. it's just there's so many That's not things. bad, it? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's not, it's not going to be like that. And it's just like, yo, like, it's just, I don't know. It's just insulting to me to like fucking watch fucking verses and Erica Badu got her whole team in the fucking thing. Erica, and why? And Teddy Riley got his, uh, Teddy Riley got a whole fucking team in the damn thing. Like, yo, like, mm-hmm. people's lives are at stake. And when I say at stake, I don't just mean that people can, can die because people can, mm-hmm. but our lives are at stake. People cannot work. People cannot fucking bring income to their families because of this pandemic and y'all still skipping around so y'all can work Mm -hmm. and y'all already in a more privileged space like fuck all of y'all oh it's just ridiculous and irresponsible after Mm -hmm. erica's battle on her um i don't know if y'all were checking out her personal instagram stories afterwards or her live afterwards but yeah she was like in a whole studio with several different rooms of mad people i want to say there were there were i'm gonna say at least 12 people Mm -hmm. which is a lot during a global pandemic it's it's fucking annoying like i have an uncle who passed who and i can we cannot have the funeral the way we want to have it Mm -hmm. because they had covid i cannot comfort my mother because her brother passed because mm-hmm. of COVID and y'all motherfuckers is skipping it around so y'all could get a fucking lace front yeah. so you could get your nails done so you could get a, a, a beat for the show or what? like mm-hmm. no like the shit is fucking nah mm-hmm. like no like y'all y'all getting on my fucking nerves and it's like 
the privileged involved, the classes involved. Do you mm-hmm. think this shit is just going to skip you? Do you yeah. think this shit does not affect you? Do you think this shit... And I'm talking to these people because I only really talk to black people anyway. There's right. other... There's white people doing this shit too. Oh, but white people are wilding for sure. They are fucking wilding, you know, whatever. But I'm talking to us, especially mm-hmm. since we are greatly affected by this because that's just the way the system works. Like, oh, I just want them to take this shit more seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, you still have a job. Like, lots well, of people Erica do not. Erica she's unemployed, so. That? Oh, my God. Thanks for reminding me that. Erica, Erica, you go extra in the pit. Why is this the time to talk about your fucking employment status? Mm-hmm. What the fuck do you mean? Unemployed. What, what the fuck do you mean? She's unemployed. That shit blew my. I had heard rumblings of her talking about, well, you know, well, I'm also unemployed because as an artist, I, I go on tour and this, 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 and that. And I wanted to be just like every other capitalistic motherfucker. Well, if you haven't saved enough money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to get through a pandemic that is unprecedented mm-hmm. and you've never seen before and you would never know to plan for, mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you had saved money for that. <laughs> You would be okay. Yeah. Like, bitch, could you just play the music? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't need to know about your, like, come on. Yeah. Not right now. This isn't escapism place, this yeah. versus thing. And you're in here talking about you unemployed. Ma'am. Ma'am. What was the, you saw her say that live? What was her point? Does she ever have a point? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Does she ever have a point? Well, it was just like, uh, I guess, I don't know, whatever. Look, I don't know what her point was. Her point was to get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. I think that's what her point was. Right. But I had heard about her tweeting that. I don't follow Erica on Twitter. Or maybe I have her muted because she be saying weird shit. But I heard rumblings and of people like, you know, what did she talk about being unemployed for? Blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. All artists are kind of unemployed right now because they can't do anything live. Right. Right. But you are a rich, well-known artist. You can, you can... Get some shit together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one wants to hear about your employment status right now while you're not right. social distancing. With a whole team. With your whole team and you have the privilege of class, of being in a different class. Yeah. So here's the other piece of it mm-hmm. that's a little weird to me. I mean, I know mm-hmm. she did an after party and stuff to the versus thing, uh, which I enjoyed. I didn't watch the after party, but I enjoyed the, you know, the battle. Mm-hmm. Between her and Jill. What I don't understand, but see, that's I guess that's the disconnect. Cause what I don't understand, let's say you're doing that, right? Let's say you got yeah. your whole team there, everybody's there, because that's how you're most comfortable in doing it, and you're willing to risk each other's life, right? Mm-hmm. Why do we need to know that all like that's where the is thing. the concern the, or care for the fact that we don't think we should like we're supposed to be social distancing? Why are you, you showing us when- everyone? Because you know when you're so used to doing whatever you want that you don't yeah. realize you're, like, doing some shit. Like, you don't even realize. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even know how to, like, be slick and lie appropriately mm-hmm. anymore because mm-hmm. you're just doing your own shit. Because right. that's the same thing with Telly Riley. Like, that's why I loved when Babyface was like, um, I'm social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I don't even want to hear. Oh, but, man. like, how you don't even know how to pretend? How you don't know how to even say, like, just stay out this room, everybody? Right. Right. Like, what? Like, no care. 
no care because it's all about look at me and me 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 mm-hmm. and i'm used to doing whatever i want and i say whatever i want and i have privilege no, I do what I want. Mm-hmm. and you know I don't, I don't i don't fucking know no i've never been that rich and delusional before so mm-hmm. i don't know you know can't afford to be that delusional <laughs> so yeah that was awkward that was awkward because she had she had them come on camera kind of while she was there I, to say hi to Jill. And I was like, okay, that's maybe that's five people. Ah, you're pushing it, but okay. Then the at the end of it, she walked through and I'm like, oh, this is a whole production and everybody is here. But that's the thing too. Even doing verses, it was a piece with some, one of Jill Scott's songs, I think it was A Long Walk, A mm-hmm. Long Walk. And lots of people jumped in the shot and was like, let's take. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone on Twitter's like, yes, all our, our people came on the chair in the morning. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers don't realize mm-hmm. that she is not social distancing. Right, right, right. I knew it before, like even before she did that, I didn't look at that after party thing or mm-hmm. the live thing you're talking about. Like, like, Four people jumped in the shot. Let's take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like body rolling. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, look at that sisterhood. No, bitch. Yeah. You putting these motherfuckers at risk. And if you, can afford, to, if like... you can afford to pay those motherfuckers to be there, you can afford to sit your ass alone in that house. Mm-hmm. If you can still afford the staff, that is a privilege. You can still afford to pay people. Yeah. You got some coin. I was like, all right, that looks like, you know four or five people in this shot she's pushing it but okay then which the reveal i was like oh no this is a full production okay all right well. maybe they got some um rich vaccine not the loving hip not the loving hip-hop people they don't mm-hmm. got it <laughs> maybe there's some vaccine they only gave them maybe she got some tea you know she's one of them people she mm-hmm. bought up five percenters and all of that and that thing mm-hmm. polly was drinking some elixir <laughs> she drinks elixirs she drinks elixirs it's really irresponsible y'all not hiding i need y'all to stop thinking we're not smart and we can't see Mm -hmm. past all of this like come on okay we see you on your social media on your regular days so we know you don't know how to do your makeup in that way. We know you don't know how to do your <laughs> hair or nails in that way. And that's fine because a lot of us don't. And mm-hmm. that is okay. We mm-hmm. do. That's why there are hairdressers and nail techs and stuff like that. So I'm not like getting on them for that yeah. at all. That's why those those services exist. And mm-hmm. I'm grateful and I and I miss them. And it's not yeah. fair that Same. you get to indulge in those services my and my ass so can. So hairy. <laughs> so hairy. It's, it's really bothering me, but I refuse to shave because I wax. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm, going to shave. Yeah, I might have to yeah. order some wax or something because it is really, I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not yeah, happy. you know, mm-hmm. and that's a, that is also, that can contribute to people not feeling well about this. Mm-hmm. They're not looking like themselves right. in quotations anymore and shit like that. And it's just really difficult to see people who are still indulging in this, indulging in that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no care in the world. It's just like, oh, come on. Especially as a New Yorker watching this shit. You know? Mm-hmm. It's fucking annoying. But yeah, they all go in the pit. Mm. All those cast, Erica, all of them. Mm. All, all of them. Especially Nini. She didn't do anything extra. She just annoyed me. So <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I hope that people are still social distancing. Like, don't let up. They're projecting that death tolls could reach um, 3,000 people a day. 
by June. We're already at over 2,500 deaths in the U.S. per day to COVID. So, like, this is not the time to be, like, it's starting to feel, like, normal. And I think some people are getting a little bit lax. But this is not the time yeah. to, like, get lax with it or be like, oh, nobody nobody I know died so I can relax. It's not. Yeah. No, don't relax. Yeah. Keep keep. You're also up. putting those people at risk. Yeah. Like, they have to travel to, to and fro and this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. And, like... If you can, if you still can afford to pay them, maybe just pay them and let them stay the fuck home because you care about people. Right. Maybe. How about that? Yeah. So yeah, I think we're done here. We did a motherfucking show. Yes. Be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We are on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr T with Queen and J. Check out our website T with Queen and J at gmail dot com, and you can always send us your T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail dot com. You have a hashtag yes. for this week? I do not. I like your hashtag, though, so I'm going to let you go yes. and say yours. Yes, yes, yes. The hashtag never dies, never gets old. Hashtag is Black Lives Matter. And hashtag all Black Lives Matter. All Black all Lives, all Black people, every Black person, all Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Because y'all tend it. to think Black just means male, sis. Yep. Straight men. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we got to remind you and say, all. Remind you, motherfuckers. Black Lives Matter. Matter. Great. Those are great hashtags. Yes, yo. They are. All right. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima with editorial support from a black girl named Sam. T with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. Ew. Ew. barbers all around the world. Something strange happened to me today. I approached a fine lady and asked for her number at a safe distance, of course, and she told me to take the bass out of my voice. I wasn't worthy. My Vegeta hairline wasn't worthy. I started to ponder, but my trip is usually on point. It's been a few weeks since I've been to the barbers, and my hair has since grown a mind of its own. I look like someone who me up with a hot butter knife, and it's an absolute tragedy. I've considered shaving my own head, but I've seen people on IG try that, and let's just say we need our barbers now more than ever. We need the barbers that spends half the time on the phone while miraculously delivering a fresh cut. The barber that neglects his own shape-up and hair alignment in order for his clients to flourish. The barber that sprays you mercilessly with that damn alcohol burning half of your face off. The barber that speaks to you with his morning breath, but you have to stay in the seat taking those radioactive waves because Jessica refuses to answer your DM because... Sorry, I, I digress. Basically, you all mean the world. Giving people a fresh fade is a trade that should be revered by society, just like doctors, teachers, and actors in Star Wars. I will henceforth make it my life's duty to honor the talented souls who give their customers a chop so elite, so fresh, so damn right sexy that we have the confidence to shoot our shot time and time again without fear of rejection. When this pandemic ends, I cannot wait to see the ever-spinning red, white, and blue pole that carries with it hope. chance to get that number yeah you lot man get back on the job man please man